0: Do this on purpose, you crack a joke right before the, the record button is
1: hit. This is it, can't I my mind anymore? This is it, ma'am. Come on, Kirk Franklin, you know this. This is it, generational
0: curses. Wow. The it. buck stops here. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: book stops here listen i'm trying to (sighs) welcome to become she where we're guaranteed to piss you off with yourself make you think and help you grow
0: and become she is a movement capturing the transcendental journey of the strong woman to the free woman granting herself permission to actualize her highest self it is a harrowing episode today
1: I'm just, I'm just trying to make it through, bitch. I'm just, I'm just trying to make it through, okay? I feel like this drive home going to be so just, I don't know, I'm going to be looking around, looking at the trees, not paying attention. To but can I offer things. you
0: this, beloved? Can I offer you? <laughs> yes, teacher? Can I offer you this? Yes, TT. That you y'all have y'all already made it. <laughs> Do you understand? I understand. And that your your mind, body, and emotions are waiting to catch up. But you've already made it over. You're not
1: seeing Akolia's face, you've y'all. eyes over. are closed. You've made it over. <laughs> We've made it. This is it. So what is this episode, in fact, about, Jessica? You know. Y'all know. She confronts generational curses. I mean... I feel like episode one, season one, has led up to season seven, episode OMG, this six. is true.
0: We have done an about face.
1: Y'all, these...
0: She confronts generational curses. And the image that's in my mind when I say this is little Mario, not full-grown Mario. The, little Mario. The
1: little cartoon guy?
0: The little Mario on the board
1: <laughs>
0: fighting King Koopa. The little Mario. Not the one with the mushrooms Ooh. and with the big body.
1: Mm-hmm. Little Mario. Making his way through? Going to get the princess. Damn. Going to get the princess. He was fighting generational curses whole time? All
0: them boards. <laughs> All them boards was shape-shifting. Do you understand? No. It was the same game, same traps, just different boards.
1: <sighs> Can't mess with my mind anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry to say I've been here before. It's a new day. I'm not afraid anymore. Come on, children's <laughs> choir. Yes, I believe. Yes, you believe. If you said, this is it. All right. We should do a little promo with that song. Like Kirk Franklin, he was talking about generational curses. Damn it. He really was. Because uh, he has them too. Everyone. No one is exempt. We all do. We all carry. In this human carry. condition. I'm hot and fanny. So, today we are joined by Debbie L. London, a blogger, speaker, healer, and author of the book that we will be um, covering with her today Residue Surviving and Overcoming the Stains of Generational Curses and Soul Ties.
0: And if you click on the link for the book, you will notice the, the link cover, on our website, BecomeShe.com. Yep. The book has a picture of a white shirt. Yep white shirt collared shirt with a slug that is dragging across the white shirt
1: it's like blood Mm
0: -hmm. with a blood trail on the white shirt
1: yeah i mean even the cover of this book captivated me because i was like very much so Ooh, she's talking about stains very intentional but we're we're gonna switch up the um the format of this episode a little bit we're gonna chat for a little bit and then we'll bring Debbie on Mm -hmm. to to Mm -hmm. end the the season.
0: So what were... Jess, what were your thoughts? What were your feelings as you were going through the episode... I mean, not the episode, the chapters,
1: which felt like episodes to me. God. (sighs) I I mean, I feel (laughs) like... (laughs) I'm going through the chapters of my damn life. Mm. Like currently, I feel like years ago, 10 years ago, let's just say 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. generational curses wasn't in my vocabulary. Like those two terms put together. I wasn't thinking about that. I didn't start thinking about generational curses until my life started shifting. My way of people, energy, things, and places, and that's when... I started to explore this whole idea of what a generational curse is because yeah. I, I mean I may have even a few years ago I may have been blinded to the fact that I didn't have any. Yeah. But that's bullshit. There's a, there's always Everything something. Everyone does. And man, my I've always heard my family talk about generational curses. Even like growing up, my family is super religious. Yeah. And I mean. I'm talking about the type of family to wake up in the middle of the night and start praying and speaking in tongues and cursing yeah. all type of stuff away. So I, I'm not new to the idea of, of, of spirits or mm-hmm. bodies or beings mm-hmm. or things sitting in families. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's always been a part of my upbringing. Did you but say like I said, sitting in families? They sit. They That's sit deep. and they wait. For the right opportunity. And it could be a spirit. I mean... Yeah. It there. I'm, I'm having a vivid memory. Story time with Jess. Story time with Jess. <laughs> I'm having a vivid memory of... Um, I don't know how old I was. Maybe like 10-ish. And my mother and my aunt, I was with both of them, and they both woke up in the middle of the night... And I mean, the type of praying they're doing, it's not soft. It's loud. It's mm-hmm. waking the whole mm-hmm. house up mm-hmm. and the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> they were praying. And I remember them saying, you can't stay here. You don't belong here. Go from whence you came. Like, those were the words yeah. that they were saying. And, and now in my adult years, I realized that they were talking about spirits. Mm. Lurking. They were binding. They were binding. Mm-hmm. And protecting Mm -hmm, us mm -hmm. like my cousins and i like we didn't Mm -hmm, know we were just mm -hmm. like why are you screaming again y'all like can we go to sleep (laughs) that was (laughs) unbeknownst to you now i wish they could come to chicago and buy some stuff That's (sighs) listen so yeah so as i was reading her book and we'll talk a little bit more about it when we like get her on the phone but i i was thinking about how has this affected me personally Mm. doing some self-reflection yeah what have i noticed in my family and the family that i'm marrying into yeah these are all important things that
0: would be your inherited family thus your inherited
1: generational trauma it's it's Mm -hmm. a real Mm -hmm. thing it is and you would be foolish to think if it's not
0: yeah to be oblivious so what i want to do for the audience to encourage you to kind of follow along and get the book eventually i'm going to just read some of her I'm going to read the chapter titles, which blew me out of the water. Mm. She starts with a preface, um, which is entitled Harmless Hand-Me-Downs. Then she goes on to chapter one. If that title wasn't enough for the preface, she goes on to chapter one. What is a generational curse and soul tie? Seeing stains. Chapter two is identifying the curses and ties. Chapter three, the beginning. Chapter four, family matters. Chapter five, a mother's love or lack of thereof Mm -hmm. chapter six relationship issues chapter seven poverty of the mind that one got me that one listen chapter seven chapter
1: number of completion
0: see Mm -hmm. chapter eight soul ties central chapter nine types of soul ties chapter 10 unintentionally creating your own stains chapter 11 daddy issues then she talks about spot removal in that chapter as well Chapter 12, a call to action. Chapter 13, it's never too late to heal. Chapter 14, concrete rose. And in this chapter, she talks and discusses severing the tie and discarding the hand-me-downs. Chapter 15, she provides documentation. Chapter 16, facing the demons. Chapter 17, iron sharpens iron. Chapter 18, Laying It at the Father's Feet. And then she gives you an appendix for additional reading. This is a very thorough book. Like, she does not leave you in a condition where you are helpless, where she, you know, digs up all this stuff that you don't know what to do with. She gives you the tools. And I can definitely appreciate it. personal anecdotes,
1: which I really appreciate because someone could just... I don't know. Say this is a gener- generational curse. This is a g- generational mm-hmm. soul time. But how have you experienced that to know if that's even real? Do you mm-hmm. know what you're talking
0: about? Mm-hmm. She definitely puts her own oblivious. family. She puts her own stuff out there. <clears throat> she she gives us her tea, okay? And she tells us how she got through it and how she is getting through it um, presently. So, I'm very excited. I resonated with several <laughs> chapters and points in this book. So, I'm excited did to you? talk to her. I did. How did you
1: feel reading that
0: <sighs> All types of ways, because um, I am very aware um, of the generational curses that I, I face, um, the yeah. generational curses that I still struggle with. You talk about um, them, also. Yeah, I do. Um, a little while ago, I remember when my grandmother was having severe, severe health issues, I immediately knew that her body was breaking down due to the, the suppression of all these family traumas and issues, um, and... I was, I was living in Oak Park at the time we were recording Mm -hmm. and I just started listing the things like literally like the family energetic patterns that I noticed from my grandmother to my mother to me. And I began listing. Mm. Do you know, um,
1: do you know my mother told me years ago, stress will kill you. It it will will kill you. It's not a joke. It doesn't even have to be your stress.
0: (sighs) That's the worst part. It usually is not. Uh, it <laughs> what are you saying? and i began listing all of these things and um It was literally an energy map for me to see what type of battle that I was in. And it shows me even to this day, the things that I have to work on when I'm ever convinced that I have made it, that I have, you know, made it in a seat where I can then to begin pointing out other people's flaws. Like that keeps it in check for me. Like these are the things that have been assigned to your line and that the apple does not fall from the tree at all. Everything has a root and it doesn't mean that I'm left to be helpless. And that's why I love this book so much, because now yeah. this is a wonderful companion. And it's even one of the things that she encourages us to do after the chapter with the, you know, little um, workbook kind of questions that she has. And I'm like, girl, I'm already there. Come and you on, know, Debbie. Generational let's
1: go. curses doesn't even have to be... Um, I think oftentimes when people think of generational curses, they think of it just in like a spiritual mm-hmm. realm. But it can show up in the form of diseases, mm-hmm. alcoholism, mm-hmm. Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. I mean, my aunt said something to me the other day. Um, my grandmother is is currently losing her memory. And she, my aunt started doing some research on like mm-hmm. other women in the family. And she was like, why is it that a lot of the women in our family are losing their memory after they hit a certain age? She's wow. like, that's a generational curse. And yeah. I'm binding that one up. <laughs>
0: It's You're, it's real. Your family come your family is a praying family and it's so funny because my mom like when I tell you she did not play at night anointing our room mm-hmm. doorpost with the olive oil, okay. Ooh, the same Oily person. oily, you know, oily what? doorposts. Waking up oily. An- anointing our head at night. Yep. In the morning before school, praying, yep. losing our yep. angels, our spiritual courts to be there with us on the ground. Like um, my mom, yeah. you know, would read all these books about spiritual warfare. So I've always been privy to the world of spirit from a very early age. I knew about generational curses and my mom knew about them as well. And she would always say the buck stops here. And I didn't understand that growing up. I'm like, what are you talking about, mom? Like the bug stops here, the bug stops here. And so, mm. um, you know, it's just amazing just to see it come full circle, um, with Debbie London. And I'm just so honored that she would. Reach, out to, reach out to us. We always surprise. every,
1: every time. time? How did you find us, Debbie? How do anybody <laughs> find us? I feel like. like sometimes I'd be thinking, "Oh, it's just me and you listening back on episodes." No, nah, be, no, nah, yeah, yeah. We appreciate you guys. We
0: really do. Any and everyone that ever listens and reaches out, like, we don't take it lightly. It's an amazing journey for us as we move. From being strong to being free and dismantling that generational curse.
1: And if you think these (laughs) things won't show up, you could press them and push them down for as long as you think you are. Life circumstances... Things will happen in your
0: life. Just like you start your period as a woman and things change. There are certain things that you have yet to meet that have yet to meet you (sighs) that will then begin to accelerate some things. So, you know, you, you show grace, you show grace to other people when they're going through it and you don't understand because there are some things that have been assigned to you in year 36 in year 38 Mm -hmm. that you haven't met yet. But you are not without tools. And we are so excited to read about these tools and discuss these tools with Debbie. Because she was on the ground. I'm living this thing.
1: It's heavy, y'all.
0: And shared with us. Being transparent.
1: So I'm going to read her bio yes. and then we'll, we'll give her a ring. I'm just feeling so like... <laughs> Y'all, this shit's, it's real. Yeah, it is. Debbie L. London was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. Hot Atlanta! (laughs) ADL. Over the years, Debbie has consistently maintained an innate passion to help others with a specific focus on spiritual and emotional healing. Debbie considers herself to be a vessel that God uses to relay messages to others. Come on, Deb. (laughs) In order to assess how best to help other people, her particular approach is to be led by the Holy Spirit. This allows her to navigate tough issues which vary in depth, transforming the transparency in her tagline because she helps others through being open and honest about her own experiences. That she absolutely mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. She's, oh, she is the author of the self-help book, Residue, Surviving and Overcoming the Stains of Generational Curses and Soul Ties, which we'll talk about today. Her second book is your facade is showing a mm-hmm. percep <laughs> perceptive on accepting relationship red flags the first time my god debbie has a captivating personality is authentic epitomizes realness enjoys laughing and conversing with others she is a mother of two wonderful children um she will be on our brown Women corner page yes and if y'all have been keeping up with Become She, you know, we always ask our uh, BWC's three questions. I'm not going to tell you what it is because you got to go look on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, but her answers to those questions will be up there as well.
0: This is exciting. I'm excited to talk to her. I am too. I mean, and have the uh, Become She audience hear what she has to share. <sighs>
1: About to get real, y'all. Residue. Residue with that damn. Surviving
0: stuff. and overcoming the stains of generational curses and soul ties. mouthful Hello.
1: Hi, Debbie. Hi, Debbie. Hey. Girl. Hi. <laughs> How we go. We're good. How we are, are good you? With this heavy uh topic. Very. <laughs> but real. <laughs> Very real. yeah how are you? I
2: am good. Very
1: good. We just read your bio and okay. um I just I want to get into it and Nicolia has notes. Nicolia, uh she's a highlighter, she's a note taker <laughs> when she reads. I kind of just remember certain <laughs> things that sticks out to me. And the first thing that I want to talk about, I'm looking at Nicolia with all these, I I want to send you a picture of her notes on your book, but before we get to Nicolia, I really want to talk about the experience that you shared when you were in college. Okay. And I remember reading that about the soul tie that you had made and, and you, I believe you said you called, it was your mother, I believe. It was my grandmother. It was your grandmother. Can, you, can we talk about that experience? And I don't want to give too much away because we still want people to go buy your book. But well, they will. <laughs> <laughs> but how did you well, know that you were experiencing a soul tie?
2: At that moment in time, I had no idea what was going on. Like, it was devastating me not knowing where is this coming from? Why is this happening? And what is this? Yeah. And... Um, I knew it was of a spiritual nature, of course, because it was crazy. <laughs> you know, nothing in the natural. Yeah. Yeah. It was totally out-of-body experiences. And I'm just like, well, let me reach out to the most spiritual person I think I know. Mm-hmm. And that's my grandmother. And I will never forget this because it really shifted my spiritual journey significantly in that, It's one thing to be religious and formal, Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to go to church every Sunday, I'm going to read the Bible every day, I'm going to do, you know, the formal thing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. But it's something else when you start to hear about the real things that we do talk about in the Bible, like, what do you do then outside of going to church? What 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 do you, you know, because there has to be the other pieces do that you can't just mm-hmm. well I go to church every Sunday and that's it but no it's just on one hand saying that this dark energy is real but on the other hand we're going to run away from it when it actually shows up and it's like no nah, you, it. <laughs> you know you gotta really dig in you gotta go deep and I realize when people are very religious that's off the table like, oh no 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 you done did something mm-hmm. and that was pretty much my grandmother's reaction because I called her in desperation mm-hmm. and I said grandma I don't know what's going on mm-hmm. um but I can't sleep at night I said I am continuously having these demonic attacks and I'm gonna go crazy if I don't get help and I said can you just pray for me please I was begging my grandmother mm-hmm. who I love um, she wakes up every morning, or she did wake up every morning at 6 a.m. You know, devotion open. Yep, uh, yep, yep, What's his name? Kenneth Hagee. On come on, the little, uh, come on.
0: You know, on the
2: little Kenneth channel. Copeland you know, Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth Hagee, like we know, come in. on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, watching him on a, you know, doing the whole routine, the whole thing, right? Right. And I'm like, <laughs> Grandma, I just need you to pray for me, please. Just pray for me. And she's like, I don't know what she done did. Mm-mm. It was her first And that's why I'm calling you because I need you to pray for me. You are the praying woman. You are the matriarch of my family. And I need you to put those prayers into action now because I cannot sleep. I'm being tormented and I am losing my mind. Mm -hmm. You know, this sophomore, junior year and so on in college. And I need my peace. And just to trail off for two seconds of thought peace, this is why people, Saying I'm grateful that I woke up in my right
1: mind. That's <laughs> yes, right. It's, yes, yes, it's, it's real. That's a real thing. That. that is a real oh, thing. Yeah,
2: it's, it's a deeper even with mental health issues. besides from the spiritual, this mm. is why people give thanks for this. Some people just say it and don't realize they're saying it because it's something that's been said for so long. Exactly. But that's what that means. Yeah. Thank you that I'm up and in my right mind because when you're not in your right mind,
1: yes, it is
2: the most terrible thing. That one can ever experience for yeah. your peace to be disrupted is absolutely jarring Yeah, that's why people say peace. Don't give me nothing else. I want peace. Because when you have peace, yep. you can pretty much tackle
1: peace any other still area still of
2: your life. It's true, exactly. So mm-hmm. you know, with my grandmother, uh, first she said, "I don't know what you got into," and I, I remember as if as if I can hear her right now. And then she said, "Well." You need to put some uh, pennies at your door and <laughs> some sulfur in your shoes. And my mouth dropped. I said, excuse me? Wow. And I knew immediately. And, again, I know there are certain spiritual practices um, that are cool
1: mm-hmm. or whatever.
2: But, you know, I heard throwing those that I knew immediately. Like, first of all, because my family were from Georgia, and um, this is where my roots are. Mm-hmm. And they're they're from the country, country, part of Georgia. So I understand that certain things were done I by like, uh, practices, practices mm-hmm. or I knew those were a couple. But she's like, hey, uh, you know, put the paint up the door. Put sulfur in your shoes. And I said, like, grandma, oh, I am not about to play with these spirits. Right. I'm not about to get sucked in deeper, right. messing around with these things or surrendering myself to them. Because even though I didn't know what was going on, like my uh, intuitive side just knew, like, girl, you better not. Because by putting yeah. pennies at the door, that's a, that's a surrendering. Like, okay,
0: guys, you win. You're gonna be doing and more like, no, and more and more. Yeah, you're gonna be having exactly.
2: to do.
1: Yeah, interesting. And, like,
2: I just knew at that moment, and I was so disappointed um, when I got off the phone with my grandmother because I'm like, dang, you can be religious as heck and not right. no shit. You know, excuse N- me, guys, no, no, no. I'm saying, like that was my. Thought. These are facts. In that moment, like, Okay, now i got to figure out something else. I I just started. I went to the church um, in downtown Raleigh, First Baptist Church, which is a wonderful church. And I went there throughout my college years. And um, I met with uh, the pastor, the pastor there, and he shared with me an experience. He had in India, but he, too, could not help me. He was like, I don't know. I really, no. And I was like, what?
0: So you were, you know what I mean? it sounds like you were actually sent on your own personal journey into deeper relationship with God right. to yeah. figure out an answer. It sounds like some exorcist, like it was some, some some stuff that nobody could explain to you. You had to That's be in I'm relationship be. with God to get the revelation of how to yep. get free. Yep. That is amazing. And it
2: wasn't until 2010 that that journey started, wow. where he um, began to give me the pieces and that was i moved back home and um
0: do y'all want to hear this part is it fun? no we <laughs> we, we are listening our audience no. is listening because i know i can over talk it's real
1: way
2: too
1: much girl you fine <laughs> You're my blueberries but <laughs> <laughs> what i finally found out um because i mean crazy
2: things happen to me in those experiences. But I also had positive spiritual experiences as well. I remember I you know came back to the dorm room from church one day and I had that paralyzing feeling like I was about to have a actually let me break down what an attack feels like, first of all.
1: Okay.
2: And what it felt like for me in my experience. Um a lot of people want to call it sleep paralysis. It isn't paralysis. That is a demonic test. That is just mm-hmm. hands down mm-hmm. what it is. And Um, what would happen is I could literally feel the darkness hovering over me. And I would suddenly feel paralyzed. It's that moment where you feel like you can't speak, but you can see what's going on around you. It's very out of body. Yeah. And um, you can't move. You can't do anything. You feel like you're fighting to break free. And I would have those. Some of them would be mild. The worst ones I've had, um, I remember coming from... Getting groceries, and it was during the summer because I think I was in summer school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was in summer school. Well, no, no, not summer school. Sorry, I was in an internship. I always had summer internships, and I went grocery shopping. I was arguing with my ex-boyfriend, mm-hmm. and first of all, the enemy loves it. He loves open doors. Absolutely. And his emotions are high. Now he's like, "Dude, I'm gonna use that." That's my Right. Or mm-hmm. anything. Now I made her anxious. Like any little thing. Yeah. yeah. Like just to come in and to um, take advantage of that weak moment. Absolutely. So I remember being very angry and putting away the groceries and going to bed. And at this point, I would always sleep with a lamp on in the room because I'm terrified going to sleep. Even the lamp did you know, didn't help anything. But I was facing the wall of my room, and I remember feeling that paralyzing feeling again. Because they were, it came to where I was expected to be attacked every night. Um, wow. And I knew it was coming. And I would try to brace myself. Mm-hmm. But this time, um, in my out of body, I could see the handle of the door spinning. But it was one of those handles that you just push down and open. Right. There isn't no turning it many different ways. It was just the one handle that you push down, but it was and you spinning. you open it. Yeah. And I remember saying underneath the door... Um, like the image or excuse me, the silhouette of a demon yeah. and whatnot. And it was like laughing or something when it said, like, yep, it's fine. you know what time it is. Yeah. But it didn't look like a person. Wow. It was very distorted. And um, it came into my room through underneath the door because it is a spirit. And I remember I was just trying to close my eyes tightly, but the physical didn't matter mm-hmm. but it was more my out of body my spirit was still able to see everything yeah. that was happening like astral and it yeah me out of my bed by my neck and i'm trying
0: to keep my eyes closed sorry go the fact that you the fact that we're talking about this mm-hmm. is unbelievable to me because these are things that people don't talk about and act like don't exist. And the right. fact that you can talk about this in your right mind, right. not behind, you know, a straitjacket and a psych ward somewhere. Right. And no shade to people who have spent time in, you know, you know, psych wards because those people have had encounters with, you know, Absolutely. the spiritual realm and 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 somehow the recovery process looked different than Debbie's. Let's make that clear. Yeah. So we're not coming right. against someone's mental you know, ability to recover or come back, but it is a blessing in and of itself that you can describe this with the presence of mind and the clarity of mind and in the type of tone that you have, you know what I mean? Like you're not still tortured by this. I don't hear a sense of anxiety as you're talking and walking us through your story. To yeah. me, that is nothing short of miraculous and we could close the book right there just because you're able to describe your experience, you know what I mean, yeah. to us and to our you know, audience. I have learned on
2: my journey, I'm only 31, I'm going to be 30 next week. Wow. And I realized in my young life, because I've asked why, to so a lot of things, for God, and people say you can't question
0: them,
2: yes, you can. You know <laughs> why? What's going on? Because... <laughs> That's your, that's your dad. That's See, your
0: mom. That's how my relationship is set us. up. right?
2: You know, you can ask him. You can speak him. And, you know, you can let me do and He will answer you. And when I finally came to accept my calling, first of all, this ties into one of my mentors because I was originally going to be a psychologist, mm-hmm. blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But I remember being with at that time, maybe my junior year, but she was a minister and she was very spiritual, and I love her very much, much. but um, <laughs> she was like, she started to speak in tongues mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I was in her office, in her practice and she was just looking at me, but I knew the Holy Spirit took over and as soon as she started speaking, I oh you can tell them all, man God's going to keep pulling me down in rabbit hole I'm sick of this you know? and mm-hmm. I was able to interpret what she was saying without realizing that I was interpreting it. Wow. And I remember she wow. said to me, she started laughing. She started laughing at me, but she was speaking, God was speaking to her, and she said, you hear me. You know yeah. exactly what I'm saying. You're called to play demons. And I was like, nope, I'm not doing this. I said, I my call is like, I'm trying to play him now. Ain't nobody helping me, uh-uh, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And then she just started laughing. She's like, you can run. You can learn all you want, but that's what your calling is. And fast forward to now. And healing, everything about my brain is about transparency yes. and healing and and breaking these cycles that keep us bound. Yeah. And the only reason I'm even able to have this tone and just this manner right. is A, by his grace. Right. Everyone, but it's attached to the calling. Right. Because he's like, I need you to go through this. So that you can shine a light for other people so that they too can come out of it and know that it's possible. I have a pull to do so, so it ain't even about me. Yeah,
0: and you mentioned that all through your book, you mentioned that you mentioned that clearly several times, yeah, um, from the get go. And I actually want to. Bring it back for our for our audience, who doesn't have who don't have the religious background, like Jessica and I and, right. and you to kind of even the playing field for them, you break down the terms and you define them. So I want to start with, Um, You mentioning and introducing generational curses, you say, quote, GCs, which is the abbreviation for generational curses, are inherited negative links, i.e. behaviors, addictions, mentalities, or attitudes passed down from a previous generation. GCs can also be additional links created in an attempt not to fall prey to an ever-present GC in one-owns family. So it's like a coping mechanism. So you give us a two-dimensional definition of what a generational curse is. It can be, one, an inherited negative link, or, two, your attempt and a link that's created in an attempt to not fall prey to a generational curse that you see in your family, like a coping mechanism. And when I tell you that thing took me out on page one,
1: yeah, you also defined um, a soul tie, and for those who, because a lot of people yes. don't know what that Do means, know. and I, I take for granted that I know what these terms mean and just speak on it. But to define what a soul tie is, according to our friend Debbie, an author, an author, and blogger, and speaker, <laughs> and motivator, a soul tie is a connection in spirit through sexual intercourse. And I was I was telling Nicolea before we um, we called you that ten years ago. Fifteen years ago, I wasn't thinking about these terms the way that I do now, and I feel like in my mm. adult years I have been able to just just knowing what a soul tie is. I mean, for me, I don't want to say I found out too late because in my younger years I was popping. Do you understand? <laughs> only, but by the grace, only by the grace. By the grace. <laughs> <Do> you understand? <laughs> no, but seriously, but now that I'm aware of what these things are, I am more careful, and I and I. I tell people about these things all the time. My younger cousins, my girl cousins, my boy cousins, I I talk to them about these things because, man, I feel like growing up in such a religious household, you hear these things, but my my family personally never broke it down specifically what Mm -hmm. that can do to you in your adult years, what Mm -hmm. that looks like. Mm -hmm. Just, oh, don't have sex and Mm -hmm. don't get pregnant. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, all those things are great, but, like, why? why? But why? Yeah. Yeah. And what I also like that you
0: did, Debbie, you illuminated for us, um, you mentioned how racism is a generational curse. Come on, and y'all. I mean, these are things that I inherently yeah. felt, but to have this articulated and presented in such clarifying language. Yes. And you talk about the systems that support and the ideologies that are supported.
1: And the Willie Lynch letter. Yes. Like, and and ugh, man.
0: this book is so thorough. I mean... It is so thorough. And you talk about um, the generational curse of hatred. And that's something that, you know, I can identify in my own family line. But see, our thing was... We fell in, I fell into the dimension and we, our family bloodline fell into the dimension of creating coping mechanisms to not fall prey to the generational curse so performing and you even mentioned that in the book and per, and performing becomes an art of itself and achievement becomes a way not to fall prey into those generational curses but the wound and the, the curse is still there you've just found a way to be a wrangling Brother Barnum and Bailey circus animal yep. to perform around the yep. fact that this curse has not been pulled up by the root and discarded. So you mentioned on page because I'm about to find a page for you because you know I'm, I'm on it. these pages. I not time to play <laughs> with you today, <laughs> Debbie, and become she. And Sean. So on page 102. So when you get your book, page 102. You, I think you were referring to um, Sharon and her family in the book. But you mentioned the masking of pain and pretending became an art for them. So much so that it created in all of them a false sense of self, no true identity. Their identities were wrapped up in trying to get through the day mm. without further abuse from their father or husband. And you can take out father or husband and, and insert, insert whatever yeah. you are performing for. Yeah. And it just ties right back to your first definition when you opened up on page one defining generational curses. Because see, people think, "Oh, I ain't out here looking bad. I ain't hoeing on these streets. Mm-hmm. I ain't drunk. I ain't in the gutter. I ain't." looking Mm -hmm. bad but it's like you've created your life in a way do you understand do you understand you are still falling prey to a generational curse based off of the definition provided on page one yeah
1: but okay i have a question for both y'all because some people are convinced that there is no such thing as generational curses as far as them and I guess it's no one's job to convince anybody of anything. But when you run into someone who's like, oh, that ain't me. I don't have those issues. Like, what do you even do with somebody like that? Besides pray for them and walk away? Um,
2: well, I mean, it's just like with any experience. If someone's not ready to see the light, mm. you cannot force them to see. You cannot right. pry their eyes open. It's just like, okay. You know, if I feel like it that day, well, why do you feel that way? Like, I mean, and like, you know, it was just saying, I ain't holding I ain't doing this, exactly. I'm good, but you angry, why right. you so angry sis, what's wrong, Damn. why you can't keep healthy friendships and relationships mm-hmm. in your life, Damn. what's going on, oh. huh? why are you so full of pride, why are you
0: arguing with me right now, why, why am <laughs> I speak to each other calmly what is that, we're well, we about, about said, to fly to ATL, <laughs> generational is what is that? They're about to pop up on you. A, you're not ready. Why are you? Why are you arguing with me right now? <laughs> you know,
2: it's, people who feel that way, they hear the word curse. And it scares them. Mm. It's, the, it's the hearing of the word curse, and it bothers them. And it's mm. like, uh-uh, you're not about to put that on me. Yeah. And, and they, they take it mm-hmm. to the, um they immediately probably think of witchcraft. The
1: yeah, like, oh, that's true. It's
2: curses over here, duh, 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 duh. And it, it, that's more of an ignorant thing. It is. You know, I, was like, oh, I mean, why would you say curse? Don't say that. Don't put that on me. And I think me and my mom have had a conversation like that before. Not about generational curse, It's about something else. And she's like, no, don't say that. I was like, but that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. It's about something else, and I realized people get really afraid.
1: But you have to, to know how to talk to people. You have to. Yeah. You have to know how to meet right. people where they are, which is so important. So I've even used the term inherited trauma. Same thing. Instead of generational curses, and I mean, you could call it whatever you want, too. huh? Yeah.
2: Even trauma, I realize. If you say trauma, well, you know, nobody ever raped me, nobody molested me, so mm. I ain't got no trauma. It's the fact, like people, no matter what, when people are running from something, yeah, it doesn't I matter how you learn, exact they're gonna disassociate themselves mm-hmm. from whatever it is you're saying because what you're saying is so gonna cause tall. them to have to hold up a mirror in some way and they are just cannot. It's a whole oh, no 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 we're not digging there. I'm good where I'm at. I don't need to go below the surface mm-hmm. and I'm not doing that. Just and in the same vein as mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. people who are afraid of therapy. Even now in twenty nineteen they' are becoming
1: I'm more of a welcoming
2: thing. Oh, no, there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with me. I'm good. I don't need to talk to anybody. I haven't really been through anything for real, for real. So I really don't need to talk through anything with anyone. I'm good. Mm -hmm. And still, if if you realize, it's the same type of people that are very shaky about a lot of things, especially when it comes to healing. I don't want to uncover the things I spent so much time doing.
1: Yes. Do you know, I had a conversation with someone this week and I mentioned lightly, maybe you should, you know, go see a therapist. Just, and they were talking about all the things that they're going through. And do you know, this person said to me, I don't need to see a therapist. I have friends. I know what my problems are. And I was like, okay. And then you walk away with love yeah. and compassion. You and that's it. Like, yeah, that's all you
0: can do. That's all you can do. But I think for me, what was so, cause this is like a new lesson that I've learned recently um, that and it's something that you know, but sometimes you don't get it until you really get it. Um, just because you create your life in a way to respond to a generational curse, that is, in fact, the generational curse, still. And it goes back to your definition, like, just because you feel like you don't necessarily fall into that curse as a casualty, but if you construct your life as a response and in response to versus healing and, like you said, laying it before the Father's feet and, you know, laying that rejection or laying that wound and laying the curse that you might not have anything to do with. You were just caught in the crosshairs of somebody's womb. Yep. And... By default, you know, this now became your life condition. You know, you have to really bear all and become vulnerable. And can you speak to that level of vulnerability? Because it's like everybody, we live in like, like my pastor says, we live in a TMZ reality where everybody want to oust everybody else's trauma and wounds and dysfunction. Come on now. But won't even put their pot of tea on the stove to get hot, to boil. My
1: God. Won't even let it seep.
0: Do you understand? So Mm -hmm. how do you speak to the level of vulnerability, especially in light of the Ayesha Curry Red Table Talk series and how she was vilified for her vulnerability? How does vulnerability link to addressing and pulling up these? How can you do this if if we can't first be vulnerable with ourselves? Like, what would you, what type of advice? What what are the steps?
1: You know? Um, I actually
2: have to be open. (laughs) And
1: I'm going to read
2: something. First
1: and
2: foremost, like, my healing part. Yeah. If they... If you're not ready, there's no way I yeah. can work with Because it's going to be a pulling teeth. And mm. I'm not pulling anybody's teeth. Mm. It's mm. me holding your hand and yeah. walking beside you. And we're doing this together. And I'm propping you up and holding you up when you feel weak. And yeah. I'm encouraging you. But I'm also throwing the punches, you know, for somebody else. Like, you yeah. got to hear this. This is what it is. Things that are going to hurt but are, like good medicine, because it's like, dang, I didn't
0: realize that
2: we address this now, Um, and I had a moment like that one of my clients last week, or this week, um, where we were talking about a shift that needed to be made, Mm -hmm. and um, what I love about her is just, first of all, accountability, vulnerability, and openness are all key, and even getting into that sense, number one, because if none of those things exist it's not gonna happen you're not mm. gonna be heard they're not gonna hear you because they don't want to do it and they're not yet ready for it they don't yeah. want to see it it's easy your security. you know in the sand in that moment mm-hmm. and feel like everything's okay even though deep inside they know it's crumbling we do no outside person <laughs> it can do anything um but it would just you have to be sick of your own shit yeah <laughs> you really i mean yeah. that's yeah. you really have to be tired
1: yeah you
2: really have to be tired and like you know what I'm tired of being drained. this type of person. I'm tired of running people out of my life. Not just romantic. Yeah. Just friendships
0: mm-hmm. And
2: family. I'm tired of not being able to handle conflict
1: wow. appropriately. I'm
2: tired of, you know, being prideful and using my success and my titles and whatever mm-hmm. as a band-aid for all the, you know, voids that I have from my childhood. I'm probably, like, you just got to get tired. And yeah. that tiredness is creates the vulnerability. It mm-hmm. creates an openness like, nah, well, I'm not gonna continue in this way. Yeah, I know I have things that I have to address. Yeah. I don't know what those things are you know, perhaps, but I'm willing to explore that. Mm-hmm. If you willingness, that openness, that vulnerability. And it's important because if you don't have it, you're not ready. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: And there really yeah. are no steps to it. Do you there see does. even even in giving steps, even in telling somebody or I you do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. only a person who's ready yes. would receive it. You know, so I can't really give steps to vulnerability. Are you tired of your own shit yet? <laughs> would be my first question.
1: My God, are you, are you, from Zion, are you does it stink? <laughs> does it stink?
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, are you Are you done?
1: Are <sighs> you finished I can't with a little shrug and Wouldn't shoulder the emojis. i <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: well, I'm still be over here doing my thing, it's all right, I'm be over here whenever you ready. But right. you know, and right. then some people are like, nah, I'm done for real. I didn't, I didn't. I have enough bruises. I have enough wounds.
0: Hmm.
2: I'm limping on all crutches at this point. Like, okay, we can start healing, properly. Because every time I go over there, back to my old cycling pattern, mm-hmm. uh, I'm getting, I'm taking another hit, and uh, I need to get handle things in the proper way.
1: When you are tired of your heart being black and blue from all the bruises, you will yeah. know. Uh, uh. You know, I, I do. <laughs> Before we. Before we end in prayer, because I think that's a fantastic way to end the season, I want to read one last quote from your book um, that I think kind of sums up the journey, the process, the maintenance work. You even talk about in your book, it's an ongoing process to healing. There's always going to be maintenance work. But on page 85, (laughs) (laughs) you said... Stop believing the lies you have been telling yourself and start telling yourself the truth. You are beautiful. You are worthy. You are amazing. You are strong. You are intelligent. You are capable and you can do this. Yeah. Printed. Y'all, there's so
0: many nuggets in this book. I don't think y'all understand that you have to get it to get it. Yeah. Like this episode (laughs) is just a drop of what this young woman has this is a gift. This is a gift to the world I agree. for anyone really wanting to get free and moving beyond the fluff of accomplishment, thinking that you're as good as your next accomplishment, that you can't be detected because mm-hmm. of your achievements and because of your look, it's a good look. No, it's not right. because the people that see you, see you and they're waiting to hold you in love and compassion and in grace for that healing process. But like, Debbie said, if you're not ready, you're Mm. not ready. And you can't keep blaming others for your inability to address and confront. You know, the Bible talks about choose ye this day. You have a choice. God is not going to bust your heart open and make you heal and see why you need to heal. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: The grace is there to heal.
1: Yeah. So. Waiting on you, boo. (sighs)
0: always. God is always waiting on us. Mercy's new every morning because he's waiting on you. Come
1: on now. Listen. Come on
0: now. Come on. I'm done. So, so, if you could just leave us with a word of prayer like we need strength we're trying to move from being this is the entire epitome of our movement we're tired of being strong that's a generational curse to me it is that black women are strong (laughs) and we're not free though right yeah so this is a journey that we're taking with you all as well so we're not trying to browbeat you with this book like we got our own stuff
1: and don't be shady dropping this at the in the christmas (laughs) stockings don't be shady. Because I thought about that, dropping it in somebody's Christmas time. I ain't going to do that. He's so foolish. Yes. <laughs> just dropping it on the table casually. Did you I see that book?
2: I know people have, actually. This past Christmas,
0: they, they gave it to you. Hey,
1: the Petty <laughs> Paulas.
0: then <laughs> Petty Patties. But no, healing is healing. It's probably 365. It's so true. It's true. But I just want our audience to know that the things that we talk about, we don't talk about them from a place of you know superiority or we've made it y'all like no 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 like we <laughs> nah, our mission statement literally is for us the movement capturing the transcendental journey of the strong, strong woman, woman to, to the free, free woman. woman we're trying to get free yeah. y'all too so i'm just so grateful that miss debbie just reached out to us to help us on a, that journey and i'm gonna give the floor to you so that you can leave us in prayer and leave our become she nation
1: Absolutely.
0: yeah I
2: want to just say one more thing and yes. piggybacking off of what you just said. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, again, we're all in this together. Yeah. And that's why my channel is Transforming with Transparency. You can look through my blogs. Some of them will be absolutely ratchet <laughs> talking about my struggles <laughs> and things that I have had problems with or things I've had to work through in my own mind. And that will always be that way. Yeah. Uh, I need you to know, even as a healer, I am healing things, constantly. Mm -hmm. I am checking Mm -hmm. things. I am pulling up Mm weeds. I am spraying, you know, that figurative roundup at all Mm -hmm. times in my own life. And I share that in transparency with everyone just so they know I'm with you too. My stuff may be different, but I have stuff nonetheless. Mm -hmm. And I've just learned how to manage it. I've learned Mm -hmm. how to be open Mm -hmm. about it. And, you know, you can do the same. Just giving people that voice. Yeah. that you don't have to hide behind your stuff anymore. Nope. You don't have to hide behind it. You can boldly say, this is what I have going yep, on. Yep, yes, And yep. this is how I'm going to take care of it. Yes.
0: And so deep. Y'all gotta get the book. It's so rich. Yeah. She lays it all out, y'all. Y'all have to get this book. Have to. Must have.
1: Every book we done brought on this show, y'all need. But y'all need, 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 (laughs) need need, this this one. one. Seriously. Yeah. But, you know, I do want to say since we're going to close out in prayer, this is one prayer. I'm going to do two
2: prayers. Okay. I'm
1: going to explain this first little Come one. I've been focusing on the prayer of Jabez.
2: Um, for the past several weeks. And it has been life-changing. And anybody I talk to, I'm like, oh, you should be praying the prayer of David. (laughs) Just because um, it's a dope. It's an all-encompassing prayer um, just to cover the bases that you may not in your own prayers. And it's very simple. Um, Dear Lord, I ask that you bless me indeed. And to ask him to bless you indeed means... Bless me without my limitations. Mm-hmm. Bless me in the way that you want to. And it's not a material thing. You know, when we say bless me indeed, sometimes we pray for things, and we and it's never going to get specific, but it becomes so caged in. The guy is like, well, dang, I wanted to do X, Y, and Z for you.
0: Mm-hmm. So I guess
2: we can fix it in, but it's like the bless me indeed is all accomplishing for whatever he wants to do for you. And it's also surrendering. Peace, bless me indeed, like, not my little source. Whatever you want to do, bless me indeed, yeah. and that will be more than enough. Yeah. I will be overflowing with whatever that is. And then enlarging my territory mm-hmm. again, not a materially, not just in the terms of real estate or things. Mm-hmm. Enlarge mm-hmm. the territory of my mind, yes, of my spirit, so that I can be wise, yes. mm-hmm. so that I can make the moves that I need to make, so that I can be confident. So, you know, whatever that is for you. Enlarging your territory. The next part is um, keeping your hand with me. Again, asking that his hand be on you. Yes. No matter what, no matter what you're doing, that he's guiding it, that he's leading it and orchestrating everything in your life. And you're giving him, like, the full surrender of permission to do so for you. And then the last piece of, that is achieving for people. I'm want to pray that first? And then I will go into the regular prayer, we you know Thank you. Can I got these uh, generational cards as you Yes. We're going to close on it. Yep. Y'all ready? We yes, ready, All right. Heavenly Father, first and foremost, I just thank you for this time with Become She and these amazing hosts of this wonderful podcast, where We just ask that along with every listener, including them in this moment, Lord, yes. I ask that you bless them indeed. That you embark their territory, yes. that you keep your hand with them, mm-hmm. and that you keep them away from evil. In Jesus' name, Lord. Mm-hmm. Lord, there are so many people who will listen to this podcast, and you have brought this to this specific one just because of whatever it is they are going through, Lord. And we know that you are just so miraculous. Yes. You're so strategic in everything that you to do that it won't be a coincidence. So if somebody mm-hmm. is listening and thought, hmm, that's and that was just that or I'm not sure if that's the issue this is your confirmation right now in this moment where he is speaking to you like it's time it's time to heal Yes. and I just pray in this moment that you receive that and begin to take action in your life and that you ask God for the guidance needed in this moment to be the generational curse breaker in your family for your bloodline in Jesus name right now I ask that we just pull down every stronghold in that room, is holding oh, anyone that is listening yes. to this podcast yes. right now. No matter where they no matter when it's great, that every stronghold in their lives be pulled down. That it be revealed to them yes, yes, what yes. those strongholds yes. are, and mm-hmm. they are able to easily identify them with clarity. Yes, yes, God. And that they are given the proper steps to tackle them and pull them up by their root. the mm-hmm. oh, God. Right now, I find rebuke and I cast out any and all generational curses in Jesus', Jesus name. God. In Jesus and we take authority over all generational curses. We don't care if it is drug addiction, yes. alcoholism, yes, no. sexual abuse, yes. physical abuse, emotional, spiritual, yes. scarcity of the mind. Yes. Any toxic and negative cycles, unlike you, Lord, Amen. we ask that they be bound and cast out in the name of Jesus. Amen. Whatever it is they are struggling with, God, I ask that it just pierces their heart in that moment. Those things that they feel were insignificant that took place in their lives but have shaped their personality, God, mm. in ways that they don't even oh, realize. God. I and pray that you just like bring Jesus. it to the forefront yes. for them in this moment, God. That you show it to them, like that one little thing that meant something. That mm-hmm. one little comment. Yes. You'll never be anything, yes. whatever it is, Lord. That you bring it to them so that they can lay it before you and begin to do the work Jesus. to heal. Yes, Lord, we ask that any and all soul ties be broken and severed mm-hmm. in God Jesus' name, Lord. Jesus. People who are struggling to sleep at night. People are not being tormented by the enemy. Not just at night, but in their lives. Mm-hmm. If they met someone there, their life has gone downhill. Wow. There has been a dark cloud over their lives. They've invited them into their space, God. Everything, their finances, the love for themselves, their outside relationships, what they're working on, their careers.
1: Yes, at their
2: mind, God, whatever it is, I just ask that you sever those In the name of
0: Jesus.
2: give them the strength, because mm-hmm. we know leaving can be so hard, yes. leaving, taking those steps to leave can be so hard, God, and I ask you to give them the strength, the courage, yes, the boldness yes, to step away and leave, and yes. also to take authority over their soul, yes, God. God, so that they can be healed and hold once again. Lord, we love you. thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for these new uh, generational curse breakers oh, and these people taking over these soul ties, Heavenly Father, yes. taking authority oh, over them and severing them and moving forward in their relationships and their lives with wisdom going forward, Lord. I just pray anytime any little thing comes up in these listeners' lives, they're like, oh, this is a part of, you know, continuing that cycle. Let me check that. Yes. I just pray it's just like a little spiritual. Yes, no matter what, they're Amen. able to just reroute, yes. move over a little bit. Yes. You know, they go a different direction. They just feel it, Lord. I just want your direction over their lives to be that strong. And I want them to be that open and vulnerable to receive it so that they can do what they need to do. Yes. Lord, we love you. We thank you. Yes, Bless God. this podcast. Bless every listener. Amen. They go far and wide to those who need it because it's all about doing your kingdom work. Yes. In Jesus'
1: name. In Amen. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Ooh, that, that thing lifted me. That was good. Thank you so much, Debbie. Thank you, Debbie. You are so welcome.
0: Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you for reaching out and yeah. for this book to the world.
1: This is a gift. This is a gift. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much.
1: All right, we'll be in touch. Bye-bye. <laughs> right, well, y'all, I feel like I need to breathe and process yep. that
0: those two prayers. That's how you end the season. Season 7. Complete.
1: Season 7.
0: The bug stops here. Yeah. Residue. Surviving and overcoming the stains of generational curses and soul ties.
1: Debbie L. London. Yes. On becomeshe.com. Thank you all for an amazing season. Thanks for tuning in. Your comments. Thanks for subscribing and rating us. And and leaving reviews. On our Facebook page. And continue to do so. Yes. Yeah, this we'll catch it. you. We'll, we'll, we'll catch up. All right, we're out there. We Stay tuned. This is Become She, signing out. Become She, she. become free. Yeah.